good world you are now listening to the power post game report where we recap the most recent episodes of the phenomenon power as always i'm one of your hosts triple d and across from me as always is what's up everybody this is carlos d how you doing man i'm well my brother how are you how are you i am well i'm ready to to unpack all of what uh what was episode nine scorched earth yeah, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to get into this one because, from what I've seen, there was a lot of mixed reviews when it comes to it. So I'm interested to see what your thoughts are on the episode, um, and of course, let you know what I thought about it. So, so you want to just talk about like your overall? Let's just go like go before we go into like of course the breakdown. Let's. What's your overall thought? What was your thought of the episode in general? Uh, crazy, um, on multiple levels, like. Story-wise, a lot of things are just imploding. Like everybody's, um, everyone's kind of screwed at this moment. Like one way or another, even if they don't know it. Like everybody's best laid plans are pretty much useless right now. Mm-hmm. Um, story-wise, I, I felt a little weird about it. Like I, I liked, I enjoyed the episode, um, but like I feel like this episode it felt like the the same and i've said it before it felt like it kind of ran into that same issue that the last season of game of thrones had where it's just like we're gonna make all these huge moves and they they the build didn't really live up to the you know not the build the payoff didn't live live up to the build Mm -hmm. um with a few things and you know some characters and um yeah i've and I'll get to to this and and when we get there, but yeah, I, I finally reached a conclusion on how I feel about a couple characters, um, pretty definitively now. So okay, okay, yeah. What about you? How'd you feel about the episode overall? I, I mean, real quick, I've been hearing a lot of people saying the same thing you've been saying about the Game of Thrones comparison, and I wasn't a Game of Thrones watcher. I never watched Game of Thrones. I don't know much about it, but I did hear a lot about um, how much people wanted that last season to be kind of fantastic and it left a lot of people not that it was horrible but it just left a lot of people like underwhelmed so i'm hearing a lot of the same a lot of the same comparisons with this season of power and especially this particular episode um to me you know go ahead uh real quick and i'm gonna let you get into it you know what's really crazy um and you know that's the that's the interesting thing about social media is like everyone's timeline is different i haven't seen anyone on my timeline talking about this episode um like i've seen no no real feedback and usually i was waiting for it because you know like i got a bunch of cats on my my timeline that that dry snitch first thing (laughs) right (laughs) right sunday saturday morning like or sunday morning so it's like i i it kind of blew my mind when i woke up sunday no no sat sunday sunday yeah when i woke up sunday and like I just kind of scrolled my timeline just regularly, like trying to avoid stuff, but like I didn't see anything. So I thought it was, I thought it was a little interesting. But yeah. um, what were you, what were your thoughts on the show? Yeah, I mean that is especially with the big things, a couple of big things that happened in this episode. So that that is kind of shocking. Um, to me, I, I gotta be honest, this was probably my least favorite episode of all season. Okay. Um. I feel like some of what you're saying. I feel like they, they they're trying to be as big and and dramatic as possible with a lot of this stuff, but they aren't. It's it's a lot of laziness building up to it, so they aren't connecting yeah. the dots enough 
in the buildup to make for a dramatic payoff. They just want to hit us with like big scenes or big action or big moments without giving us that the proper writing to justify a lot of it. Um, and, and I'll talk about as we kind of go into the different scenes, how I felt like a lot of these scenes just was like, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand why this character will react this way. I don't understand any of the stuff that's going on. So it really kind of threw me off in this episode that I just, while I enjoyed some parts of it as an overall episode, probably the weakest to me of the entire season. I got you. I, yeah, I'm, I, I don't rank individual episodes, right. but I'm, I'm also not going to make a case to dispute this. Like, this one, especially coming off of what happened in the last episode, the way that ended, and um, the the week wait. Speaking of, um, you know, we, we talked about this in our group, me, and I've seen a lot of people talking about this just on social media, just about, like, why does power, why would power, you know, make us wait after, after you know, killing Keisha like that? Why right. do they make us wait? It was like, to build the hype. Um, this isn't the first time they've done it. Um, and I, I'm not saying that, that Comcast might be, might not be dropping stars, but I felt it was interesting that the, uh, that power was the only people promoting, you know, keep stars during that week or tell, to call your people and tell them, you know, and I remember hearing that in the past, like, uh -huh. I feel like there was 50 did the same thing. Uh, although that one was actually more, that one seemed more realistic. Whereas this one's just like no other, I haven't seen any other like media from stars being like contact Comcast and tell them to keep stars. True. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't know any other show on stars, but power though. So I don't, I don't know right enough to you. follow any of them to know if they are doing anything like that. I think American gods is on there, which I heard is really good. But at the same time, the minute they, you know, the minute I realized that they weren't going to have another episode, I was like, Oh, Good job. I mean, not an episode. episode. They weren't gonna. They were taking a week off. It's like good job. Um, they know how to. They know how to market. Mm -hmm. They know how to build hype. You you leave people with that crazy ending of Keisha's head splattered and Tommy finding it, and then you make them sit on it for a week. Like smart. Like yeah. I, I can't even be mad at it. But um, to kind of echo what you said, to come back after that week and just get this episode that it doesn't it doesn't meet the satisfaction. Yeah. And it's similar to that what happened after Proctor died. That big fiery scene where we had when Proctor passed away, and then you come back to a, in my opinion, was was a also a lackluster episode the following week. It's hard to top or stay at a level that high when you give such a big moment, especially how people, um, the feelings people had about Keisha in general. The majority of people didn't like her. Uh, sadly, a lot of people were happy that she died, which you know it's kind of messed up, but you know that that shows, I guess, the passion of the fan base. So I, it's like it's, it's going to be hard to top that. But I think if they had planned this episode better or took better precautions with the story buildup, I think they could have had just a good episode. But it was just a lot of loopholes and a lot of open ended, a lot of odd things in this episode that really kind of threw me yeah. off. Yeah, definitely. All right. You ready? You ready to dive in? Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. All right. So as we say, um, we ended the last episode, I almost said last week, but. Uh, we ended the last episode with Tommy uh, coming across Keisha uh, when he's getting ready to propose, to propose, excuse me. And we open up this episode with uh, the dead-eyed stare, Tommy, mm -hmm. that we, we've seen many a time before, which usually when you see dead-eyed stare, Tommy, bad things ensue. Yes, sir. Um, he, he brings Cash over to his dad's house 
Kadeem, played by Jesse Williams with hair. I've never <laughs> seen Jesse Williams with hair. Not like, that long, no. Right, and these tattoos. Uh, what did you think of that scene? Uh, to me, I think this was like just a, a goodbye to Cash. Um, this was one of the few things I think they properly did kind of wrap up in the sense that we're not going to see Cash again. Um, but it was, it was better to uh, let him take Cash to his father who – from what we had led, been led to believe wasn't around or wasn't involved, but from their interactions, though, their feedback with each other, it seemed like they kind of knew each other or at least had some type of mutual respect for each other. So I was a little bit thrown by that because they made it seem like Cash Daddy wasn't around. But apparently Tommy yeah. know enough about him to not only know where he lives, but also take him um, and drop him off. So I, I think this was one of the few things that they after we know we're not going to I don't think we'll see ever see Cash again. So it was a nice way to get rid of him without us having to be like, what we do with Yaz all the time is, what happened to Cash? All of a sudden Cash is gone. What happened to him? Um, so right. I think that was a good wrap up. Uh, one thing I did enjoy about it is when, uh, what's the name of Kadeem asked Tommy, uh, would Cash ever see him again? And to me, I, I like that because a lot of times we see in society and all this type of stuff where when, when you have, um, parents who don't get along and they have kids together and they move on and it's always some bad they always want to make it seem like it's always bad blood between the new uh partner and the old partner meaning the the, the, the biological kid the, the biological like father of the kid and then also like the step person or the person that's taken like dating the parent or whatever it is so it was nice to see that he was uh asking tommy like i know you're a part of my son's life i'm not gonna try to block you even though some tragic stuff happened and are you gonna be around that's how i took it at least are you gonna be around moving forward to be a part of his life because I know he, you know, knows you and kind of sees you as a second kind of father. So I, I kind of like that that part of it. What'd you think of it? I thought it was a dope scene. Um, and I think I was more intrigued by, you know, seeing Jesse Williams as something other than the dude in Scrubs that's, you know, saying the right things and everything. Uh, he was, it, and, and this is one of those things where it's just like, dang, um, we've, we've settled for the acting on this show because mm -hmm. i was like this dude's kind of intriguing like now i kind of want to know what he does like <laughs> what did he do what what made him the next con like um he seemed pretty genuine with tommy you know what i'm saying like is or, and is he gonna help tommy try and track down who did it although uh like everybody else on this show whenever something happens to somebody the first thing they do is blame ghost yeah um but like i thought it was i i was I was a little intrigued. It's like, I don't think, I don't really follow Jesse Williams like that, but like, I haven't seen him in that much stuff. Yeah, me And I was like. Outside of Grey's Anatomy, I, I don't know if I've seen him in anything. Exactly. And um, one of the other podcasts I listened to, they talked about how uh, Courtney Kemp, the producer, was like, if you, if they get a guest star on the show, the rule is they have to play someone that they've never, like a, a role that they've never done before or they're not known for. Uh, Kendrick being a crackhead, right. um, the guy from Fast and the Furious being uh, a lawyer, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, Jerry Ferrara being a lawyer. Okay. So I thought that I was like, and the like I, my original point, dude is such a good actor. I was like, okay, can we can we kind of get like in this spinoff? Can we get at the the adventures of Cash and Kadeem <laughs> every now and then? Like I wouldn't mind checking in on him. You I'll know pay. what I'm saying? I'll pay. Uh, but I, I thought it was a good scene. Um, I definitely want to co-sign what you said about, you know, uh, him asking, like, is he going to see you again? You know, like just on some real stuff, like he, he, the, the, the show of respect. So I thought mm -hmm. that was, 
I thought that was pretty dope. Um, and from there we get Blanca running up with the blitz. Yeah. Uh, just, <laughs> I swear, man, I said it, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. And another TV show, Blanca and Angela Valdez are unstoppable. <laughs> I, I'd watch that show. Yeah, yeah. Like I would watch that show. How did you feel about Blanca running up on Tommy? Well, um, to me, this was when the the first of many things that made me like, like that made the episode kind of go left for me. So Blanca, you know, like I said, she runs up on Tommy. Uh, she basically tells Tommy, "We know Keisha's dead." She said, and Tommy's like, "Okay, I'm the one that found her." And then she just says, "Okay, but you didn't call it in," and that's just kind of end of it. She just kind of just talks yeah. to him about a woman being murdered in his home that she knows he that no excuse me that she knows they live in together knows that this woman just signed on to be a federal witness and they don't even take Tommy in. She just questions him yeah. on the street and just, okay, I didn't do it. Uh, check the mall security cameras. And that's the end of it. I'm sorry. If this guy got married, just the fact that he didn't call in a murder and he admitted to finding the body, that'd be enough to at least bring him in for some type of questioning. So that always, right. I was like, what? I mean, I mean, I know it's TV and you got to like dispense, uh, what is it called? Uh, suspend your disbelief. But come on now. I mean, Blanca, this hard-nosed cop, good cop. It ain't no way that they wouldn't need to bring Tommy in for at least a questioning. So just to walk up to him on the, ple- the street, ask him, t- tell him about she know that a, a star witness tells him that she was going to testify against him and just let her walk away and believing that he didn't did it because of something in his eyes. I was I was calling BS yeah. off the brick. Yeah, that, that's totally fair. Like he's supposed to be, he spends, he's supposed to spend this episode in jail. Um, at minimum, oh, being questioned or something, shit. Right, um, just just straight up, which is, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, that's that's super ridiculous. That, and I didn't even really think of it like that, because obviously my first thought was like, well, how did they know? And then I remembered, oh yeah, they were coming to pick her and cash up. Right. So that's how they came across the body. But yeah, like the fact that she really walked up on him by herself to to talk is pretty ridiculous like any other detective would have showed up with like four or five cars to put this dude in jail you know, right. to bring him in for questioning um so yeah i i it it starts to slowly derail from there yep uh yeah so we we get ghost making moves uh in what we find out would be the stage for uh many a many an event mm-hmm uh, at first, when they when they were setting this up, like I was like, okay. My first thought was like, I guess this is going to be the place where they killed, um, where he kills, where he tries to kill Midge. Okay. But then he brings in, you know, Ramona, and I'm like, what is happening here? Yeah. Like, this was a pretty good misdirection, only to have it come back and be what what we originally thought it was going to be. See, I didn't even think that. Um, I thought when he first day, I thought it was just going to be some more QB, what is it, QCP stuff, which I'm so bored uh, of. So I thought he was just like, oh, I found a new location for the QCP or new headquarters for the QCP. Um, especially after the fact when he was meeting with, um, what's her name, Loretta or Loretta something and then Ramona about uh, oh, yeah, yeah. the whole lieutenant government thing. So I thought that's what it was. Q- so um, you, you was ahead of me on that one because I thought it stood up some QCP stuff. I didn't even think about the setup of Jason. Uh, I'll be honest. Like I was, I was 50-50 on like either, you know, the Jason thing. I was like, oh. But then like, like I said, when he started talking to the lady, when she says, like, there's no neighbors on either side, 
I was like, oh, maybe he's getting another club because he was talking about security. Mm -hmm. So I was like, maybe he's talking to another club. And then it wasn't until like a few minutes later, he was like, no, no, like no, no neighbors and him whispering that to himself. Um, he's probably, this is probably going to be the spot. Um, but yeah, that, that was a nice little smooth transition into him talking to Ramona and is it Loretta? It's even Loretta. Uh, it's something with an L. Yeah. But uh, like you said, he gets the offer to be lieutenant governor, which he actually looks, you know, kind of interested in mm -hmm. for the most part. But but he knows and he he calls it. He calls him on it off the bat. They're like, yo, you just want me to be the black friend mm -hmm. so you can get black votes, which I'm glad they didn't they didn't shy away from that. Um, and I'm also kind of glad that Ramona and Lady L uh they they kept it one hundred too. It's like, yeah, we're not gonna be at shield. Yeah, this is this is exactly what it is. Right. <laughs> like I you know what it is. Um how did you feel about that particular back and forth? I mean to me, this is another thing that kinda threw me off because I'm just so I don't know where they're going with this ghost lieutenant governor, governor being so heavily involved in this um this election campaign type of stuff. Cause it to me it doesn't make sense for the character doesn't make sense for anything. Like I understand he's trying to be a legit businessman, but would Ghost really open himself up to the scrutiny that a politician, even somebody running for a political office in 2019 will be open to with his past and his background. And I know he like ghost people don't know him, but you know, this is still a man that was charged with the murder of a federal witness, even though he did ultimately um, didn't go to trial or didn't, did he, I can't remember. They never had the trial. He, some, he got off in the technicality or something. I can't remember. I remember they dropped the charges. So there's still a person who was, if nothing else, charged with attempted murder or murder. And I just don't see why in what world anybody in their right mind would try to want this man to be a part of their ticket when it came to a political thing. So it, it right. It's, it's just it's so false to me. And it's just not it's not connected with me. It's born to me, too. So I'm just not feeling it. How you how you feel? Are you are you intrigued at all about? At this point, still, I still got some interest in Tate because I think Tate might do something crazy. But as far as like this whole possibility of Ghost being the governor or lieutenant governor or this Loretta lady, I'm 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 checked out on that. Uh, yeah, they it logistically it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, I did kind of find it intriguing that like when she makes him the offer, like his face kind of lights up and. He, I mean, I think deep down he knows that like not, there's no way I'd I'd survive that level of you know background check, but like for him, it's like one of those things where it's just like man, if I could do this, there's so much I can do, and that's that's and when I when I wrap up my thoughts on the show overall, um, it's it's pretty much what he's wanted, maybe not to that high level the dude just wants to be legit mm. like that's mm. that's all he wants he wants to be he just wants to be something other than a drug lord right and like you know you can't although it's a, it's a ridiculous pipe dream to think that he could actually be a lieutenant governor it's like you can't fault him for for not like just giving into the the idea that he can only be a drug lord mm -hmm. um okay. But yeah, we we got we got crazy Tommy eyes um, <laughs> being weird on the phone <laughs> with ghosts like answering and hugging a ring and right. not blinking. You're like Tommy, what are you scene. doing? Tommy just ignoring him, like talking. It was weird. 
Yeah, and you know, asking him to to put it where put the did he leave the the gun where I where I asked you to? Yeah, and honestly, that should have been Ghost's first uh his first indication, like when Tommy is breathing all heavy on the phone mm-hmm. and taking too long to respond. Like Tommy, Tommy loves to talk. Like, yep. that should have been heads up, <laughs> like, yeah. straight up. Yeah, and we'll get into the, like I guess we'll talk about the plan itself later on, but I still don't even understand why Tommy was needed in the plan that he ultimately came up with. I don't know why uh, he needed Tommy to put that there when he couldn't have just did it himself on his mini trips beforehand. So, um, to me, I that I don't was, get it. I think that was just one of those things where they just. That we just had to suspend our belief. I guess uh, because like it. We'll talk, like I said, we'll talk about like because the guard is on his payroll. So why does he need right. Tommy to sneak it in? Uh, I guess we can just say the gun. Like Unless he wanted it's to sneak a camera a gun. thing. Because he did say that there were cameras. Like maybe it's like maybe it looks suspicious if they see me going in and out too many times. Okay, true, true. Um, but you know that that's. That's us trying to fill in the blanks because yeah. the show doesn't do that for you. Which is so lazy um, to me. Like, I'm saying, you don't got to yeah. spoon feed me, but you can't leave these big gaping holes in the logic of a show and expect me to just like, oh, well, I know it's TV. They must have connected it somehow. Nah, I need more than I need more than that, especially if you want me to th- think of you as a quality or a high end show. You got to give me. Don't don't baby feed me, but give me enough that I can logically connect these things, and it doesn't. And then I'm just sitting, and I'm not just sitting there like this makes no sense at all, which I did a lot in this episode. Yeah. So from there we go to suddenly the king of the snitches, Drake. <laughs> I saw some. Right I saw somebody funny. Um, you know the open line of Citizen. It's a big rich town. It was like it's a big snitch town because Man. snitching was definitely the theme of this episode. Everybody, everybody. I think the only person that didn't snitch was Tariq. <laughs> he probably he, snitched some kind of a, right. But he he got a whole other case of uh, stupidity. He's a mess um, on himself in this episode. But yeah, just just telling everything to Blanca like couldn't wait. Just he couldn't wait. Again. I said he couldn't wait oh, to yeah, tell. Yeah. As soon as he hopped in, ooh girl, here's here's the tea. <laughs> like he could not wait to jump in that car and spill his guts and like and that little that little petty smile when he's walking away. Of course. Uh like he he he's definitely been making like some major moves, some yeah. smart moves, but the grimiest of moves. Um yeah, and the- up until this point it was just like okay, like the dude is he's crafty, like he's grimy, but he's crafty and you got to respect it. This particular move was just plain like, dude, you, if we obviously know you don't follow whatever code there is out there. Literally not. Because this was, yeah, this was definitely like master snitch (laughs) status. Right. But, and, and, but that's going to play into my feelings about the stupidity of Tommy um, later on when we talk about that scene when, when, when Drake, when Drake's information pays off for Blanca. Cause I, I got a problem with that too. But um, okay. But, but like I said, Dre is is earning his, his uh hate that he gets. I'm gonna give it to Rotimi. He get a lot of hate um as far as the character goes. So I don't know if it's necessarily because job. of great acting, but he does play this role of Dre very well. When he, yeah. I, but I, but because I, I, I see him both ways. I see him as like a slimy scumbag, but I also do see him as a legit smart business guy and somebody who could probably step into Ghost's um footsteps. 
And don't yeah. get me wrong, it ain't like Ghost hasn't snitched on people. Ghost got Kanan locked up. Him and Sasha got Kanan locked up for ten years, off some set him up for the cops. So it ain't a, it ain't a, a above Ghost to do similar shiny shasty. I can't even speak shiesty things to get a, the competition up out of there. As we as we end up seeing uh, <laughs> on this episode, this I forgot episode. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's part of the big snitch town too, uh, but. <laughs> We got from there. We we got we got Ghost meeting up with Jason Midditch, uh, pretty much setting things in the motion mm-hmm. and plant, being being early early series Ghost, just smooth and completely like obviously he Midditch is supposed to be suspicious of him. Right, uh, Ghost is playing this role to a T. You know, like he actually had me believing that like he wanted Midditch to help support. The QCP, QCP. Yeah. and his pitch was perfect. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna need some clean money, and will you help me set this up? I'll get that for you, and just saying everything perfectly to get him to lower his guard, yeah, and meet him where he needed to meet him. The one, the uh, one part I didn't like about it is when he told him, "You know, it's a lot of security, so don't bring no gun. We can't be strapped." To me, that's that's like another stupid thing that they put in this episode was like immediately if somebody tells me. In in the business they the business that they are in and knowing this person I, I mean I guess he could be them playing on, on um Mitch uh what I keep I'm gonna just call him Jason stop saying his last name Jason's ego that thinking that he's untouchable because he has had Tommy and Ghost in check for so long but he knows Ghost has been trying to get out and has a, a issue with him so maybe he was just playing the fact that Jason is just his ego is just so large he thinks he's untouchable but if somebody tells me in the business that they are in where Death could be at the at your door any day. Oh yeah, meet me somewhere and don't bring no gun, man. Uh, it's a lot of security. Don't bring no gun. We can't. Neither one of us can't be strapped. The first thing I'm gonna think is this man trying to set me up. So and he definitely steps to him like, don't tell me how to do my right, business. Right. But that's where I had to give the ghost because he was real smooth. But he was like, hey man, you do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? I gotta go. Yeah, but like yeah. he, that's that's where I had to give him the props because I kind of feel you. Like it's definitely dumb to say something like that. Um. I do like but, his partner word when he told him have a drink on me. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nobody ever in there to serve him. There's no it's pretty go, much. Ghost works in truth alone. There's never any bartenders, <laughs> no security, no waitresses, no cocktail girls. He just sitting everybody at the bar all day. After, everybody quit after they got robbed at the fundraiser. <laughs> right. It's pretty much just him hanging out in there. That's probably where he's been sleeping when <laughs> he don't when he don't feel like paying for the hotel. Uh, but yeah, man. So we go to Councilman. Well, yeah, Councilman, Councilman Tate's office. Yeah, Councilman O Dog, uh, pretty much trying to run things by Ramona. That like, hey, uh, I need to get rid of of uh, of Saint Patrick mm-hmm. and Ramona. I was like, oh, Ramona, shady. Oh, super shady. She she scandalous. Like, no pun intended, shady. She knew. She knew, and she just sat there and and let him run his mouth Mm -hmm. and she's like okay go ahead again that whole ego thing uh she was honestly i think she was going in there at that moment to tell him that uh she was getting ready that she was getting ready to jump ship and go over to the other side right but like he he just started running off running off at the mouth Mm -hmm. and she just let him finish yeah i think that that goes back to that power dynamic that i've been talking about between what tate thinks is because his is his campaign 
he's the one in the position of power. But since Ramona came in, since the DNC sent her in, she's really been pulling all the strings when it comes to the, when it comes to the campaign and kind of hoarding it over tape. So when he kind of kind of bossed up on her, like, no, we, I'm finally getting rid of St. Patrick, yada, yada, yada. She just let him, you know, blow that hot air out of his mouth because she knew what the real deal was and it wasn't even worth her time or her energy to kind of engage in him with that. So I think it was just one last big boss move on her part before she really shut him down later in the episode. Yeah. Uh, so we, we go to petty moment number one of the episode. Uh, we get the daycare that never seems to really have kids in it half the time, uh, where Epiphany is dropping off or either picking up from Tasha. Yeah, I think she was giving uh, her some bread, right? I think so. So shout out to Epiphany for the actress that plays Epiphany for getting that check. <laughs> um, and Ghost is on his way, you know, to pick her up so they can go to their son's school to, I guess, have a little parent-teacher conference. And we get easily one of the, well, I'm not going to say easily, but one of the the weirdest and, like, illogical comments <laughs> of the episode, possibly of the series, where Go says, and I quote, so you're just going to put pushing weight ahead of being there for your son. <laughs> to which she responds, that wasn't the issue, to which she responds, now you know what it was like for me all those years. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't shake my head harder because last I checked, he tried to get out of this life. Mm -hmm. And you said, nah, you don't want that. You wanted to keep him in the life. Furthermore, if I'm not mistaken, she was also instrumental in coming up with the plan that got Kanan put in jail the first time. Yes. So it's like, you can't just like Keisha, you can't turn it off and on when you want to be down, like accept your part in this empire and in this relationship. So it was like, unfortunately this particular, this, this, this sort of started the decline of their relationship going into just messy hood shit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think this was the kind of, this kind of killed this episode and their interactions in this episode kill any chance they could even be like a fake family. We knew they weren't going to get back together as like a husband and wife. That was that kind of ship had been sailed. But I thought they could at least kind of work together because they still have one and a half kids to kind of raise together. Right. Um, but I think this episode kind of just put the nail in the coffin of any chance that they could have any type of peaceful and harmonious uh, kind of life moving forward. Um, I do want to call Ghost out on his BS in this one because now he's trying to act like he's the father of the year because he want to go to one parent teacher conference when he has many a times not shown up for his kids' birthdays um, throughout the series. One time I think he missed a birthday party. He missed all types of stuff over the years um, in pursuit of his drug dealing or cleaning up messes that his drug dealing started. So to act like now all of a sudden because he he's the father of the year. Come on now. Ghost, you you full of it. Y'all are both horrible parents. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say he was trying to act like father of the year. But the interesting thing about this is they've now flipped. They're now each other in the situ in the in the parenting role. Mm. He's the one trying to keep the kids straight, right? And she's the one out doing the dirt and the grimy stuff. So like their roles have flipped now, and I think that was kind of interesting. Um, it's sort of it was and it's been sort of subtle. Mm -hmm. Um. 
Oh, the funniest thing about that episode, if you get a chance, go back to where he's like, someone has to be there for our son, and she, you know, her little petty remark. When he walks out, he tries to slam the door, but there's like a, like a stopper on it or a delay on it, and like it flings fast for like a millisecond, and then it just slows so to a close. <laughs> I gotta watch that. That joint was hilarious. I rewound it like four times, because like, you see the flip on his wrist. Like, he wanted to slam that door so bad, but, like, the stopper on the door was just like, nah, we're just going to chill out to, a, to a, a smooth stop. Yep, yep. So if you get a chance, go back and watch that. That right. had me dying laughing. I'm out of peep there. I'm out of peep there. I always like little stuff like that. That, yeah. that you know was just really, he's supposed to, in the script, it probably says slam the door, but they didn't have the right, right. kind of door. And it was like, man, we ain't going to reshoot this, man. Let's, let's, next scene, <laughs> right. we, we got, we waste the money. Right, like I know they had to bust up laughing on that set. Uh, so we get Andre with his Shark Tank pitch to Midage. Um, again, just trying to trying to do everything he can to to move on up in the world. Yeah. First of all, where did he find a payphone to call him from? I think did he was just standing that? in the payphone, but he was using the cell phone, right? I thought he was just like standing in a in a. I think uh, you're absolutely right. Like I a payphone, absolutely right. Yeah, thing, but he wasn't actually using the phone. What um, was the payphone? Like I, I, maybe it was like a a relic that they like to keep in that bar. Or whatever. I don't even know. I want to know how he got his number. Like, where did he get Midich's um, number from? I know Ghost didn't give it to him, and I know he can't hang in the uh the, what they what they call the yellow pages. I know his number ain't listed, so I was curious to where he even got the guy's number from because I know that's not a number that's just like floating around. Um, that is a good question. And then I'm shocked that Midas even gave him like, why was Midas giving him so much conversation? Like he told him when he first called him and, and tried to pitch, he was like, "You get one chance for me. You blew that chance. Why are you still talking to me?" But he, I guess he let him get his quick words out, and he was like, "Um, I mean, go with your spiel." Also, had one other issue with this scene. He tells uh, Midas that the the feds about to raid Tommy. Why would Midich not tell Tommy that the feds are on their way to tip him off when they're making so much money together? Like, I understand, he, like, he thinks everybody's easily replaceable. Or he can, If he can find a better, he's been trying to get rid of Tommy for the longest if he can find a better distro or he want to go to do it. But at the same time, if I know I'm making money with somebody and this dude is the source of me getting off a lot of, a lot of product and somebody tells me that the feds are coming to get him that day, why wouldn't I tip him off like, hey, feds coming, change it up. Because I don't want, even if Drake can't take over the role, I don't want any stop in my distribu distribution um, if I'm getting money like that. Especially when, okay, I know a little bit about Dre from Ghost trying to get, sell me on him, but I don't know if Dre can actually deliver anything, but I do know Tommy can deliver. So that kind of, maybe not that big a deal. Maybe, uh, what what you think about that? Because it, it just kind of left a solid taste a for fair me. point. Yeah, definitely a fair point. Um, the only thing I could possibly say to combat it, and this is just, uh, it, this could easily be seen as a rich, a reach, but like, I, the way he kind of played that conversation, it it almost made me feel like he wasn't even taking Dre that seriously, because like he, you know, he gingerly goes on about his day, and it's not until later on that he goes, hey, you know, go go put eyes on Tommy, like, like like he didn't like he kind of it just felt like he kind of shrugged it off. And then, like, throughout the day, just like, you know what? Just in case. But by then, obviously, it's too late. Right. But, you know, again, that's us filling in blanks mm -hmm. um, yeah. of stuff that should be made. That should a be little clearer. clearer. I mean, just clear it up for me a little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, 
Meanwhile, at the the parent teacher conference, uh, we got scummy Mr. Radler. Yeah. Who at this point he has to be part of this spinoff. If the spinoff centers around Tariq, oh, gotta be. He has to be in this spinoff. Um, because I hate him, and I think we need <laughs> someone. We we need someone to hate, and we need that guy that we all think is going to mess this up. Right. And my money is on him. Yeah. Um. To and, me, to me, this episode was just kind of like a filler episode to give Ghost some information that they couldn't find another way to explain him getting this information. Because um, you know, maybe this does happen. Maybe I just wasn't a good enough kid in school. But anytime my mother ever got called down to the school, it wasn't to tell me how great a kid I was. It was always because I was in some type of trouble or I was about to get some suspension or the teacher then got fed up with my antics or whatever. I never had one teacher ever call and just say, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mrs. D., your kid is just so great. I just wanted to bring him down and just just tell you how much I love him and how great he is and how he's doing so well in school. So to me, it was just kind of a way to show that um, to get the information to ghosts that Tyreek is wake, working at the baby's what is it the the daycare center. So then that ghost can tie it in the fact that he's moving weight with Tasha. Other than that, I don't understand the scene. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was just like a just a random parent teacher conference. Um. You know, he's the new kid in school. So, and a lot of those, from what I've heard, a lot of those uh, private schools do tend to 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 sort of do stuff like that. Like oh, okay. they, they try to make it a point. Like at the the clinic I work at, like a lot of those kids, they go to private schools, and they they kind of talk about that sort of stuff. Where it's just like they they get like periodic updates with their with their teachers and parents and stuff. Well, um, my badass DC public schools they ain't do nothing like that, man. They and just called us in my, when I was in trouble. Rico County, yeah, <laughs> same here within Rico County, and of course back to school night. Uh, so we get to we get to 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 the the hood drama. <laughs> uh, the the this is this is finally when the uh, who is it the Banks family reaches uh, PJ status, and we get the argument uh, where again it's just like. I don't, and this is, I think this is just weird writing, but it's just like, I don't understand. And I think it's, it's also the flaw in her character. And mm -hmm. this could also be writing, but like, it's the flaw in Tasha's character that like, she could just be so chill and cavalier about their son selling drugs. Like, right. I, you know, I understand you want to keep him close and, and, you know, but it's just like, as much as people hate ghosts, this is one of the one of those times where it's just like he's the only one being logical in this situation. Indeed, indeed. Like there is literally, literally no reason for Tariq to be selling drugs. They're not that on hard. They're not on that hard of times. Like he just wants to do it. Right. And that's stupid. You know what I mean? Like, and Ghost is the only one, from my point of view, that that seems to be realizing that. Like Tasha, talk, this is who he is. No, it's not. Like I, yeah, it's who he chooses to be. Like it's nothing. Right. He had a, he had a choice. Like he had a clear choice. He had right. many choices. And Ghost gets into it later in the episode when he when he's trying to you know talk him clear the episode is like yo I grew up in a different environment than you. I didn't grow up with these advantages, and I thought the streets was a way of me getting out. You you hustling backwards. You out. You you are a well to do rich kid. Um, and how we got the money. You know, 
that's a part of it, but you you never had to struggle. You never had to miss a meal. You never had to do nothing that forced you out onto no street corner to sell no dope. You just making a conscious decision to, for some reason, wanting to be a drug dealer when all everybody talk about this, even with the parent-teacher conference, how smart you are, how, how things you can be. You can go be a CEO. You can go be a doctor, a lawyer, or whatever. So for you to take the purposely want a job or a career that is going to, you know, is negative, is not going to lead to nothing positive. Um, it's just dumb, a dumb choice. And um, while I do know, well, I don't know, but I, I know that that happens in real life where mothers do um, assist their kids in that type of stuff. It's usually from a different kind of background than the one that they in. Yeah. Even though Tasha is from originally from that background, you would think she would be smart enough to know that she doesn't have to do this type of stuff. But right, it is what it is. So before things reach ahead, Tasha, well, Ghost does the thing that like it. It's a grimy move, but also it's a realistic move. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the right move. Like he says, like if you don't get it together, I'm gonna shut you down and I'm gonna take the kids. <laughs> Meanwhile, have we ever Tasha, even seen Ghost and Yeah, he because he's like I'm gonna get yes and get custody. I don't even think I've ever seen them in a scene together. Not since that one where uh, she was sitting at the table, not saying nothing uh, in the apartment. Okay. But she says, are you threatening me? Which I thought was hilarious because she's threatened to take the kids from him at least 15 times throughout this series mm-hmm. for, you know, for for because over Angela, I it was a it was a low blow at that moment. But it's a right move to make yeah. like because she really doesn't see a problem with this whole drug thing like she's really trying to mask this as bonding between them yeah um and then he he blacks out he blacks out and yokes her up and it's this was probably hands down because she threatens to to pretty much snitch on him about about silver and everything and he he blacks out. This is hands down the most intense scene of the series, mm-hmm. and amazing acting on his part because this was this was scary. Um, and you even see you even see him snap back to reality, which was like even greater part. I, I give Amari Hardwick a lot of crap, but like he played the crap out of this scene. Like him going that 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 distance and then pulling himself back and yeah. like. You see the the conversation with himself are like, yo, what did I just, what did I almost do just now? Right. Um, and I I do not condone it at all. But to be told, like, if you if you for anyone who's been watching this series, Tasha been talking real reckless to to Ghost for a long time because up until that moment, she was she was a hundred percent convinced that he would never go that far with her. Yeah. And then it finally happened. Granted, not com- not condoning it at all. But yeah. with everything that's been going on, like I think she finally found the last straw, man, and she slammed it on his back like man. a like a draw four. What did you think about that? Like, I, I mean, and probably call me overly sensitive. I, I didn't like it at all because I just don't like the fact that um, it, it went to the abuse, like the domestic violence and the abuse of that. So maybe I'm just being overly sensitive because they are fictional characters. They aren't real people, but I just don't like to see when a man is kind of getting way too physical with a woman um, in a situation like that. I understand that he's snapping. It was a breaking point, but I also think it was kind of like out of character for Ghost 
and at least in i mean we've seen him do violent stuff to um women and, and things of that nature but i think it was just kind of out of his character to kind of do that to sasha so it kind of threw me for a loop um i agree i think that the action was pretty good from amari i think he um really did a good job on that particular scene but it just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth that they had to go to this domestic violence thing and then they kept pointing it you know bringing it back throughout the, the remainder of the episode with yeah. her bruises um and the son had to find out about it and all that type of stuff so um it really i didn't i didn't enjoy and i guess that's what they wanted they wanted to have a feeling where you looking at ghosts kind of sideways after he did that kind of that if he drove to that point um, and then that's what they were looking for. They got it with me because I, I I was really not a big fan of that that scene. And then even on more on top of that, when he was leaving and he had the mush on the head, I mean I feel like he had already proved this point when he had like yoked her up and like kind of grabbed her kind of forcefully. So for him to kind of put his finger in her forehead and push her away at the end, uh, that really kind of it didn't sit right with me. Um, so I understand you know maybe that's what they were looking for. Now I, I love the acting of it, but I didn't love and I didn't think that was in kind of line with Ghost would have done. Um, but like I said, people snap all the time. So yeah, the, the weird, the, the wild thing about that was like, um, just searching social media, that gif of him mushing her, people loved that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not surprised. It might be on my IG I, tomorrow. So while I'm talking all that stuff, so. <laughs> <probably, laughs> but you know the the interesting thing about it again, the roles have kind of reversed. Again, not condoning. Um, but, like, I definitely remember a time or two where she spazzed out on him. And I feel like, I feel like, and I'd have to go and look, like, one of the super fans would have to tell us. I feel like she's definitely gave him the finger mush at one point, too. And, like, I'm wondering if these were callbacks. Um, but I definitely agree with you that, like, they they could have they could have found a way for him. He could have just, like, screamed on her. He didn't have, like, they could have they got the same effect if he'd have just, like, screamed on her. Or just like threatened her at a like at a low tone or something like that, um, but like you, you can't now you can't really rightfully root for him. You know what I mean? Because right. now he's he's crossed this particular line, um, which sucks to me because it's like honestly, up until this point, and I I'm still not I still haven't fully abandoned him, but like up until this point for the past couple seasons. And I, I will when I give my 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 final argument, like he's been the only dude that's been trying to legit do the right thing for the past few seasons. Um, but yeah, uh, there was a lot to unpack in that season. But like I, I honestly, and I, I'm kind of with you. Like when it when that scene transitioned, I definitely was a little disappointed because it's like now they've. That's when I felt like okay, now they've officially hit the hood drama stage. Yeah, where it's just like you guys aren't like you're all just imploding and becoming less of yourselves mm -hmm. all of you like on on different levels right um and that i mean that kind of took so, us right into the next scene where ghost does something like i mean not like I said, it's not out of totally out of character because ghost has used the police to his advantage but to call mm -hmm. the police on your um your uh she she's ex-wife the mother of your children Let's say, I mean, and, and granted, we find out that she didn't have nothing hidden there and she was smart enough to get everything out of there before it happened. But let's say they did find drugs. You'll put your mo the mother of your children in jail um, over a petty argument. You can find no better way to get her to stop encouraging your son to be involved than to try to get her arrested. So it, it was just too too grimy and too low for 
what I expect from Ghost the character after watching the guy for six years. I I I, yeah. I, I wouldn't expect him to do something to somebody that's in his family. So, what what, what do you think about ghosts like snitching? Like and and not and people talking about dry that ain't dry snitching. That's a straight out. That's straight up snitching. snitching. Yeah, he he brought the burner phone and everything. Yeah, um, yeah, he straight up snitched. Um, which I think he it was just like I think he was. I think he was that desperate to bring this to a halt. Um, and he, I think at the moment he didn't see any other alternatives. You know, I think sometimes ghost, we give him so much credit as being like a tactician and, mm-hmm. and everything. And I think he's just like, man, I don't feel like thinking of a plan about this. Like I just want my son to not be selling drugs, right. which is reasonable. But for the character, it's just like, dang, you really snitched like that. But also, as a, the dude being a dad, you know what I'm saying, who actually cares about his son's well-being, I'm 50-50 on it because I could, I could easily see both sides. And, like, I I feel like the character that we've come to grow, you know, to know and love, um, it's a little disappointing for him to do that. But I don't even have kids, and I understand why he did what he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So the weird thing about that that scene uh because you know epiphany walks in and tasha's cleaning up i don't know what there are never any kids there mm-hmm. uh she's got these ridiculously high-heeled boots on i know said not I epiphany so. no tasha but tasha i'm like you supposed to be running a daycare yeah. like you know what i think that is though is... i think because the actress um the tori Norton is so short in real life that mm-hmm. for them to properly film her with the other characters they have to keep her on these yeah. tall, high heel shoes just so she doesn't look um, so much different from the other characters in the frame of the scene. Um, but yeah. yeah, normally, who gonna be wearing big ass thigh high go go boots when you're running a business and when you chasing around? You're supposed to be chasing around little kids all day, right? But yeah, the interesting thing was, and like I, I totally, I totally could see that. Um, but like you know, that's just one of those things with with entertainment. She's like just. Let these guys and girls be short. You know, <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, so uh, we interspersed that with Tommy getting his uh, the, the Stooges together again. No BG, no made. mention of BG. Made me so mad because at this like, point, I understand Keisha just died, but the fact that he's talking to two bit, they had at some point tell him that we had Dre, Dre escaped, and BG is dead. So it's either that they had to tell him or. They don't know that that uh they they didn't tell him that Dre escaped. And at that point, why isn't he not asking where's where's BG? All right, two bit. Where's BG? So it made me so mad that they still have not acknowledged BG's death. Uh, well, Tommy's not acknowledged his death on screen. It, it pissed me off to to know him. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it just no, got me like because I was on the same page because it's just like. I'm I'm on the same page. Like I'm curious as if to whether or not they even know. Cause the last we see, they all leave. BG alone with Dre, um, and you know how Spanky and, and Two Bit kind of play BG anyway. So it's like it wouldn't shock me if they would just never check up on him. But the fact that Tommy hasn't is what's really pissing me off. Tommy gives a loyalty speech every damn episode, and he is yet to check on BG, whose brains are probably dried up on that wall um it it blew my mind but yeah he's getting them together uh he's telling them that that ghost is done for good Mm because he set his own plan in motion 
and um, we cut back to uh, Blanca finding out that they don't find anything. And uh, Tasha just got it forever petty, like, well, I'm going to have to file a complaint. And <laughs> Blanca being like, you can file a complaint if you want. But, uh, yeah, you, you do that, we're going to look at your son for real. And right, you know right. you don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get Epiph- Epiphany being the voice of reason that uh, yet another voice of reason that Tasha refuses to hear. Yep. Uh, do what should have been done a long time ago and say, I'm out. And the reason why she Me said, because I got kids. And and what did she walk out with? You do too. You need to think about yours too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the smartest, the smartest, the smartest person on the show right now is the least expected thing. So it's like, so my, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious as to whether or not like, so what ha- does Zig come, come looking? Yeah, exactly. Who, how she you know gonna move her product now? So while Ghost didn't get her locked up with the police, he did effectively get her, um, her business shut down for at least right now for, for two folds. And she talks about it with Q later on the episode. Uh, when he makes his miraculous return, but in the fact that now she has nobody else to move her product, I mean, I guess outside of Sarik trying to sell it to his teacher, but how far is that gonna go? And then also too, right. nobody, no parents gonna want to bring no children to a business that the feds running up in, even if they didn't find anything. Ultimately, that's gonna scare off customers for her. The legitimate part of her when she barely got kids in it to begin with, right? So we get. The, unfortunately, the two Stooges and uh, uh, they the recruited an, they recruited an extra one. They tried to get the three well, no, Stooges thought back up. Well, he was in there like when the other dude got shot. He took he he took his place. Oh yeah, the Tiano. Uh, what is it? The um, Tianos, whatever. Tainos. Tainos. There you go. But like he didn't he just didn't get to hang out with all the the reindeer games and all the fun yeah. stuff. Uh, but like again, them just in there, you know. Lolly like, This is crazy. As you didn't, yeah, yeah, didn't oh. mention BG like <laughs> again. And you a, know what I'm saying? A few things that made me upset about this particular scene, um, and, and about a lot of uh, going back. One, why does Tommy still keep this pace? His his warehouse, his uh distribution center. Tariq has has broken up and then stolen from him out of the same place. Um, they know they had Dre in there with a ankle monitor on. And that's right. how awesome they find a place. But they know Dre had Dre told him I got an ankle monitor on. Police party could attract it, and they and all they did was move him. They didn't want to kill him there, but he still has been there getting tracked by the police. And this, you, why haven't you moved the business? Why are y'all still just treating this like nobody knows about it? Even if to, to me that made me that it just made me so mad. Um, and then, Rightfully so. yeah, and then um. Once they once they bust up and in, they 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 get two bit, they get spanky. Tommy lurking in the shadows. To me, it made no sense that two bit would think that Tommy set him up. Like, what would Tommy get out of setting up his own team? Like, right. Come on, man. Like, y'all gotta help me better because I guess they just want to find another enemy for Tommy um, because they they seem to want everybody to be either hating Tommy or Ghost. So they, so I guess they're trying to keep us off guard as to who gonna ultimately kill. Them, if anybody does kill him ultimately, so it's another enemy for him. But it made no sense for Two Bit to think Tommy would have set him up because what does Tommy get out of that? Yeah, um, but also at the same time, like I could see in the moment why they would feel that way because like he did tell them to meet them there, and then they immediately get get pinched. 
But I just thought it was weird that like, how how are Two-Bit and Spank the only two that saw Tommy? Furthermore, they're talking about him while they're getting handcuffed and none of these officers overhear that? I'm sorry, I'd have snitched. If I really thought he set me up, I'd have like, dig old Tommy, dig old Tommy, go white get boy. him. Get the white boy. Right. Get the white boy over there. I know y'all see him over there. But it was just another one of those things that had me scratching my head like, ugh, uh, just lazy writing. So speaking of things that had you scratching your head, apparently Dre puts an ad on LinkedIn <laughs> for a new crew. Um, and in the comment section, he puts uh, asterisks, only light skinned dudes. <laughs> no dark skinned dudes. Hey, he no got a thing. Skin. He got a thing going. You know what I'm saying? want to keep it team like, butterscotch. Y'all all got to, yeah, y'all all got to be team butterscotch. Eyes squinting in pictures, lip licking. <laughs> like, how do you? How did he get a team? Fast, like he's been to himself for the most part. Yeah, he's been out of season. commission and, and witness protection for the longest time. Who, who, I mean, I guess maybe he um reached back out to the dude who. No, he did. That was Alphonse. Yep. <laughs> so I, who knows? Maybe they just got like I said. You go to the hood. I guess they just got a block, or they got like a, a job core of uh people looking <laughs> for a come up. <laughs> Um, Indeed, for the no Only funny thing I, I remember, I, I, I like about the scene was that Dre and they talking about some. I seen a lot of people go down from snitching and all this type of stuff. Oh, oh he's literally God. the biggest snitch on the show, man. And that that was the craziest thing about the proceeding, like the 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 chaos that just ensued. It was all Dre, like you know he 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 straight up snitched to Blanca. Yeah, and not only did he get Tommy's operation shut down, but now Two Bit and Spank feel like they uh they they've been betrayed. Yeah. It's, it's all it's all been Dre. Um but yeah, Dre gets this <laughs> his new squad together and tells them that, you know, just be ready and uh we about to take over. Yep. Uh, so from there, we go to to Midditch sitting in the car and this is where we get the scene um where he says like, "You know what? Go ahead and keep an eye on on uh Tommy Okay, and he's he's talking to his little security dude. Uh, he texts yeah, Drago because he texts him later. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ghost texts him. Yeah, and he's like, "You want to take this gun?" And he's like, "Nah, you know, I think we're good. I checked it out myself." Uh, and he says the same thing, like, "Hey, take the gun." Right. And for a minute, like, I'm thinking, like, they're they're about to pull something slick, like, because every now and then, like, I've seen in you know these the spy movies there's like guns made of plastic yeah yeah or you know weird aluminum and stuff like that i was like you're about to get get creative in here um but that scene breaks way to the return of burberry q <laughs> this dude walks in and leans up against the wall like it's an r&b video intro mm -hmm. and just starts spitting game uh, we know he's not there to pick up his kids because there are no kids at the daycare. Yep, and he um, a single father too. So where his child is, who knows? I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if he even has a kid or if he just saw her one day. She's like, let me, let me see what's going yeah, on up in here. Well, I wouldn't be uh, shocked. What did you think about? What did you think about Burberry Q's? Uh, I mean, say it was just more, inside. more of that same rap. Uh, for some people who have met three times in their lives, for them to be so madly in love, I don't, I don't get what they're trying to showcase. Um, other than. Like I said, maybe another surprise person because he does see the bruises that may take a shot at Drake, you know, goes down the line. Um, they still got six more episodes to try to 
swerve and do different types of things. So maybe they just kind of set up another person who may be a possible candidate to at least attempt to take Ghost out, to be the final person to take Ghost out. Um, but I don't understand their love connection. Like I said, they've met two or three times at this point, made out maybe once. And for them to be that in love with each other or he willing to fight her baby daddy over and all that type of stuff, I just don't see it myself. It, yeah, uh, I pretty much sums up what I was going to say. Like, he's saying 100% the right things. And I will applaud the writers for, for making sure, for making Tasha resist a little bit until the end. Where he was like, you know, some dude just don't know when to quit. And she goes, like, you? And I was like, <laughs> cool. Cool. Like, I'm glad she knows what's going on. Like, this dude is doing way too much too quick. However, she unfortunately gives in and uh, indulges in the lip lockage. And uh, shout out to Burberry Q for going straight for that thought when it when it went down. I hey. uh, seen that. Hey. I seen that. And I ain't mad at it. Good job. Can do what you got to do. So, it's uh, it's go time at this the building that facility. is for sale <laughs> but they randomly got a one lonely security guy working in the lobby for who knows what reason because there's no there's no place of business here uh the business is there's not open it's just a place that's supposed to be for sale but they got the random security guard checking people once they enter the building um but like i said yeah yeah i mean set the scene uh ghosts Goes through security. He's safe on the other side. Jason comes through security. He also gets the green light, meaning he has no weapons. They get in the elevator. I guess Jason thinking it's the up and up. For some reason, Ghost has to tie his shoe randomly. <laughs> Just uh, let me kneel down right here. Uh, and to me, honestly, if I, like if somebody is, if I'm in an elevator that small and somebody is doing anything next to me, I'm going to be watching what they're doing. But apparently, Ghost had enough time to sneak into the control panel and dig around in there. Um, learns that Tommy did not assist and, and plant the gun. And then somehow, coincidentally, at the same exact time, Tommy happens to text. When he could have texted the, uh, the entire day that Ghost was planning to kill him if that was his plan. So that maybe Jason would have showed up with, you know, maybe all his bodyguards and took Ghost out. Um, right. But they fight. Uh, Middish was whooping Ghost, uh, whooping Ghost's ass. I ain't seen Ghost get beat, that beat up in a long time. Um, right now, since the fight with uh with Kanan. Yeah, yeah. So he pulls out the garret the uh, gear it's called a garretine. Tries to wrap it the around garot. his neck. Yeah. The garot wire. Garot, yeah. there you go. What I say, what I say, garretine? Is that a word? <laughs> it was coming it was cutting into the old boy's neck like a guillotine though. There you go. Maybe that's why I was getting mixed up. So he got the yeah, got the garot wire. Uh almost takes Ghost out. Ghost of course, the the superhero that he is, never ultimately loses any fights. Um, and right. bang, bang, just like that, the biggest bad is bad guy of the last two seasons is dead because, I guess, of his massive ego because he refused yeah. to. This guy has never been alone the entire yeah. series. He's always had his bodyguards, usually three or four bodyguards with him. And then one time, because Ghost wants them to invest in the QCP, he goes to a meeting alone, refuses to take a gun, and he paid the price with his life. What you think of this scene? Did you like the plot, the plan of of Ghosts originally? Do help me help me understand this. Maybe you understood well, it better than me. Um, I think the only way this plan works is if because I'm like, okay, gun. You know, you're gonna hear the gunshot, but 
you know, of course we find out that um, he's paid off the dude at the front. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess that makes sense to a degree. You know, you pop him in the elevator, you take him to the roof because that's where they were going anyway. Right. You leave the body. I got that. That makes sense. Here's what makes absolutely no sense. No one gets a text message in the elevator. At all. <laughs> so that was the that that was the eye roll moment for me. Hey. Um, if anything, you want to make me believe that scene, um, you 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 have him like you don't get that he doesn't get that text message. If anything, uh, he gets suspicious of ghosts randomly tying his shoe and reaching into the glove bar the glove box. Then you start the fight. So you you. You know, he's like, what are you doing? And, like, you see ghosts, like, panic and swing. Then you start the fight. He gets and wins. But, yeah, this was one of those moments, like I spoke to earlier, that, like, we we built this dude up, and um, he got he went down fairly easy. There's I'm no payoff. They, they let him get his shots in. Yeah, but and, like, but when you when you when you mentioned it, it's like you know what that actually makes perfect sense. The dude has goons for this. He's he probably in a in a you know this this was probably a bit more realistic. Um, yeah, but I mean, but compared to every other major bad guy they took out, um, whether it be um, 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 what was the drug cartel dude, Lobos, Lobos, the way they took out Lobos, the way they took out La- Milan, all these were the elaborate plots. And for this weak plot to take out who has been the baddest bad guy over the last, you know, three or four seasons since a Milan died and who's always been having the upper hand over everybody, it was just a weak, it just was weak. It was weak to me. So, I mean, I feel you. You know what? Go ahead. I feel you. I totally feel you. It was definitely weak, but not as weak as the other death that we get later in this episode. Right. But, um, yeah, I totally feel you. Like it definitely felt kind of anticlimactic. Um, I like that the plan definitely went awry, and like he had to scramble. But even in that, it was just like it was just kind of like okay. But now you had this problem of his his soldiers coming looking, mm-hmm. and you're you're one man ghost. Uh, and and now because Tommy's crew has been pinched, Tommy is now one man. Yep. And that weak ass uh uh Dre double crossed me. Well how you how 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 I text you before I die? Like well, I didn't already believe Dre got him and did, but he had a chance to get a text message off. Uh if they're not gonna have time to really think that through, only because like their their boss is dead. Yeah, maybe they're you just being such a panic. Yeah, and and he's he's already told um he's already told uh his boy Drago that he's been in contact with Dre. Oh, okay. Maybe that, maybe that, um, and that'll make sense when he, when he sees that, like when they get his phone and he sees the last person he texted Dre was, it's time to meet. So that's easy. That's easy math. Okay. I I feel you. But so how, um, how did Ghost know that him and Dre were communicating? Do we know that? Um, like to even him the text, Hey, come meet me here. I don't even think that. I think, I don't think he knew that they were in contact. I think Dre. I think Ghost saw this as an opportunity to get rid of Dre, which oh, okay. he's been wanting to do anyway. You know what I'm saying? All right. It was like, well, two birds, one stone. 
I'm going to take your word for it. To me, I didn't I I mean, couldn't connect the dots, but I take your word for it. This is, again, as I've said four or five times earlier, the same episode. That's just my thought process. Gotcha. It, it, this could easily be completely wrong. Um, and so we get Ghost calling Tommy immediately. Like, yo. And this is where it, it really goes off the rails. It's mm. like, yeah, you two are weird. <laughs> I'm not going to call the dude that that tried to set me up and just be like, hey, man, why did you set me up? Like, I could have died. Like, luckily, I came out on top. But, like, what was that about? Like, no, it's it's pretty much back on at that point, even though I'm sure up until that point, Ghost was over it. At that point, it's back on. Um, as I said, as always, Tommy forever blaming Ghost for, for things. Yeah, literally and, anything and that goes bad in, in Tommy's life, he blames Ghost, which is weird because yep. he's normally the one messing things up. And Ghost cleans up his messes all the time. So, All the time. I was a little, so what, what did, yeah. I'm saying I was a little. I'm a little bit um, shocked that I don't know why Tommy would believe Ghost would kill Keisha. Like, what he got the game from it? Um, and I mean, similar to what Ghost says, Ghost like, why would I do that? Why would I kill Keisha? What do I get out of that? Um, and Tommy really had no answer because I think he's just so blinded by um, wanting to blame somebody that's not him, and then also transferring that into a hatred for Ghost because Ghost has messed him over a lot of times. So. That, that that that's so to me it's like I don't understand Tommy's logic behind it, but I also understand he's filled with passion and rage, and he just got to lash out at at Ghost or I guess the closest person he can lash out to, and so yeah, the war's back and, on. And that's what kind of like what kind of like brought me to a head of like this whole everything. Every time something bad happens to me, not just him, but Tariq, Tasha, every time something bad happens to me, it's Ghost's fault. Yeah. Like somehow, I don't know how, but it's it's definitely Ghost's fault. I can't prove it, but I'm pretty sure this is Ghost's fault. Um, and like I'm I'm over that because again, and I'm gonna say it probably two or three more times before this episode is over. He's been the only person who's been trying to keep it 100 the past couple seasons. Um, but speaking of keeping it 100, Ghost gets back to truth which now I'm even more convinced has no security or anyone working at the front. Uh, and Benny is waiting there for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, Benny was not happy with his findings about, uh, what is it, Igor Unger? Yeah. Uh, he finds out that he, in fact, did not kill Proctor, and he wants some answers, and he feels that the answer is that Tommy did it. What yeah. did you think about uh, Benny pressing up Ghost? Uh, man, it was it was good. Um, I mean, like I said, I'm glad that Benny didn't just do something crazy like Tommy would do and just get a name and just go try to kill somebody. So he did his research. He learned that this guy was out of the country and couldn't possibly have killed um, Joe. And so he came to the person who I would have accused immediately no matter what just because where he died. You know, he died in your apartment. I mean, you got to know more about it than just some random guy's name that you don't even know. Um, so when he admitted that Tommy did it, I, well, he didn't admit, he admitted that he believed Tommy also did it. Um, and I think that was trying, there was also another thing where they were trying to set up some massive payoff that they ultimately did fail to deliver on. Uh, so what'd you think about it? You know, the weird thing about that was like that, it, the weird thing about it is like, he knows that Tommy did it because he said so when they were, when they ran up on sacks. 
but this also kind of it's like it's not it 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 feels in the in the realm of like dry snitching where it's just like he told he tells benny like i can't prove it but i think he did it um where it's just like yeah he doesn't at this point he don't owe tommy nothing but he still kind of protected him or at least attempted to by saying he wasn't sure um but yeah, I thought that was an, an interesting scene where it was just like Benny wants answers. Well, uh, rightfully so. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like you said, it, it builds up to a, a less than desirable payoff. Uh, so after this, we go to uh, <laughs> the three T's straight up priminess. Oh my God. I'm glad we were on the same page mentally because I was going to call him the same thing. And, um, all dressed in black. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Like all three of them, just terrible. Tasha, the worst. Now we give, we gave Lala a, a hard time about her acting. Oof. Oh my gosh. Horrible. She, like even, even Tariq was looking like, I can't believe Tommy's buying this. Tommy must be coked out. Yeah. To me, real quick, uh, I meant to talk about it earlier. Like, I wanted to see Tasha's composure throughout this entire episode. Um, after she had killed Keisha, and she didn't seem to be affected by it at all, even up to and including this this fake show she put on for Tommy in this one. But it, it seemed yeah. like I thought they was gonna do a little bit more with her character, like being really kind of even distraught, though she yeah. distraught. Yeah, she. I think she like felt she did the right thing because she was protecting Tyreek. But I thought they would give us a little bit more of her kind of being in her feelings throughout this episode or dealing with the grief of killing what was at one time her best friend, but they really didn't do that at all. They didn't give us any type yeah. of emotion about her actual feelings about um, killing Tasha. And then, you know, they had the little meeting. I mean, I'm sorry, killing Keisha. Yeah. And they had the little meeting. Tommy basically tells him, look, the war back on ghosts is back in my crosshairs. And we used to be a family. So I'm telling y'all guys not for permission, but just out of respect that one of us going to die or I'm going for him and I'm going to try to kill your father and your ex and neither one of them objected at all, which they did it early in this season too when they kind of gave him the permission. But at this point, it's just real foul that they just ghost has done some grimy things, but I don't think ghost has done anything super. I can't say when him, he did leave his wife for another woman. So I can't say he didn't do nothing real foul to her. But I think he always looked out for their best interest in trying to keep them yeah. safe, and for that's them to the have one thing, yeah, yeah that's for them to the be so cavalier about people. you know him dying or Tommy saying he gonna kill him, didn't sit white with me. What, what you thought about it? Yeah, I felt the same way. Uh, the weirdest thing about it was just like Tariq is just sitting there reading Tasha's emotions. Um, again, this is one of those things where, and I feel like in every episode, um there's a balance like if there's a if there's a dumb Tariq moment first there's a smart Tariq moment later if there's a smart Tariq moment first there's a dumb Tariq moment later mm -hmm. this was a smart Tariq moment um where he he picked up on all of Tasha's BS right like you know he's just he's just watching her talk to Tommy and just lie her face off um but yeah I'm, I'm right there with you which is like despite the fact that Ghost and truthfully speaking the grimiest thing Ghost did was cheat on his family. Yeah. Um, he's made some shady business moves, but you have to remember at the end of the day, episode one, season one, 
he wanted out. So at that point, when you tell this man that he can't live the life he wants to live, you you kind of open up the lane for him to play a little dirty and, and some of the tactics that he did um, and some of the ways he had to manipulate Tommy. Unfortunately, yeah, it sucks that he had to do that to his friend. But the truth of the matter is Tommy was a loose cannon who was just murder happy. Mm-hmm. And realistically, they all should have gone down a long time ago over Tommy's recklessness. Yeah, I mean, if not for Angela, they wouldn't have. Exactly. And Ghost has done so much to, like, protect this family and clean up their messes for them to always be so quick to just be like, you're selfish. You're the worst. Like, you do everything for you. And it's like, he really doesn't. Like, the one thing he did for himself was sleep with Angela. Yeah. Again. Pursue his high school law. Right. Mm -hmm. Again. Not condoning. But like that was the that was the worst thing, the worst selfish thing he did. Everything else was for this family. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, we get we get Tasha finally coming clean about killing Keisha, um, and it was the the dynamic was super weird because it's like okay, clearly Tariq's gonna ride or die for his moms, but like just the fact that he didn't really he didn't even seem that torn up about the fact that she killed her own best friend. Um, and then lied about it to Tommy's face, yeah. who's supposed to be like a brother to her. Right. I mean, outside of Tommy, you nobody know. seemed to be that bent out of shape over Keisha dying. Yeah. Like, nobody seemed to even bet their eye. Like, Tommy told Ghost Keisha was dead. Wait, Keisha's dead, but he didn't seem upset about it. And I'm saying, I know Keisha wasn't as close to, you know, to Tariq, she was basically was his, his, his mom's friend. And to go see, you know, okay, my wife's friend, but I don't think they had any kind of special relationship, but they didn't seem to be upset at all or upset the fact that Tommy was so hurt by it, which is, okay, you don't care Keisha died, but you should be upset that your uncle and your brother, you know, quote unquote brother is hurt, so hurt by her loss. So it didn't make yeah. sense to me. Yeah. I, I get the only reason I give goes a slight pass is because he's coming off the adrenaline high of almost getting killed. True, true. So, I give him a tiny bit of a pass, but yeah, um, yeah. Tasha's acting when she find out when she found out was just like trash. Yeah, uh, but super manipulative. Um, has officially turned Tariq because mm-hmm. like it, she and like you said, she used she used the uh, the bruises. She yeah. used the bruises to her advantage. Um, again, not condoning it, but. Again, neither neither of them are being rational. You selling drugs is stupid. You know what I mean? Like it is a dumb decision. And he was doing. Granted, well, not. I'm pretty sure he wasn't. He didn't yoke her up for your sake. But his anger and what's going on with you is what caused him to do it. But yeah, the three T's can all go. A mess. Um. Yeah, so we get the real weak, yeah, <laughs> quote unquote payoff. Uh, Benny runs up on Tommy in his hallway, which I guess Tommy decided to go back to the loft, which I thought was interesting. I guess he still had it or whatever. I mean, he probably still kept it, even though he moved out to the yeah. suburbs. You know, got to have a location in the city. And pulls a knife. Yeah, to me that made no sense. I mean, he if you really think he, this man killed your cousin, are you ready to out? For revenge, have a gun with a silencer. Shoot him. Thank you. 
Um, but to, to get that close to him and try to pull a knife, Tommy overpowered him almost immediately. And down goes Benny. So and they give us they give us that one glimmer of hope that this could actually be pretty dope. When he pulls that knife out and comes towards him, I was like, oh, this is going to be what's up. And no, he collapses. Blood's all over the place. Right. How Tommy and cleans this I, up before his neighbors come out their apartments? Who knows? He, Tommy has got the most <laughs> the most unobtrusive neighbors right. ever. I mean, it was a gigantic Tommy, puddle of blood, though. Right, but he he screamed on Holly a billion times, and other people in that that place, and nobody comes by. So, I think they just know he's crazy. Yeah. Um, but that that was a real yeah. letdown. That was probably a super letdown. They built up this Benny, especially with the big scene they had when he was like the head of the mafia or whatever. When he was uh, right. back in Vincent down, for him to get taken out in less than ten seconds, um, just a lot of. I mean, the only thing I thought about the entire scene was like, this is weak, but poor Lisa Marie. Man. She can't I keep a guardian. So she's a she's a full-on orphan. Orphan, now. the full orphan. orphan. She orphan. lost her mama, her daddy, and her uncle in about three days. Oh my gosh. That poor kid. Mm-hmm. I feel like at this point, the only the only way for this thing to end is for all of them to be just arguing in a room like they always do. And she just come out <laughs> the shadows with the Uzi. And kill everybody. Or on some or some Assassin's Creed type stuff and just take everybody down. Or she blows up the building. Yeah. And she gets in a car and Yasmin's in the passenger seat and <laughs> to the sunset. But that poor girl cannot catch a break. Um I hope I hope she turn in that, that evidence. thumb drive and yeah. snitch on everybody. It might happen. They gotta do something with her. Yep. So thinking of snitches, <laughs> speaking of snitches, mm. we get uh Dre <laughs> gleefully skipping up to this uh Right. To this supposed meeting. How much time has passed at this point? Because it was broad daylight when Ghost killed the guy, and that it was right. night. Right. And who was this random dude on the roof? Exactly. That body been laying there for hours and hours and hours and hours. And all of a sudden, Dre get up on the roof, and all of a sudden, it's a security guard with a flashlight. And then Dre just runs off. Like, for one, where did the security guard come from? What was he doing on the roof? Like, because he wasn't even on the part with the elevator lets out. He was above no. that. What was he doing up there? Dude, dude was up there standing on the point of the roof thinking he was Batman, just looking off into the city. Like, he just popped up out of nowhere. Like, hey. And then, come here. Hey, black man. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and, of course, Dre just runs off. Dre, you know, has got a, a million lives. He can't be caught. Oh and he just God. left. Cannot. Yeah. Just leaves. Like, somehow makes it out of the building. Because I don't know, maybe he does parkour or something like know. that. Got a parachute but in his it, uh, jacket. I don't oh know what happened. Gosh, but I was I was kind of I was like I was kind of happy that uh, he finally got a little bit of a taste of his own medicine. Where it's like, finally, you've been set up, and yeah. I don't think you can get out of this one because that white dude's definitely gonna <laughs> give you tell somebody. Um, and those security cameras caught you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully this is the the proverbial nail in Dre's coffin. Um, but who knows, man? He'll probably find some way out of it. Um, we shall see. Uh, so we get the, the clash of egos between Tate and Ghost, which mm-hmm. is just like these two spitting bars at each other yeah. and Tate with this weird frowny face. Uh, what did you think of that scene where, where Tate comes in to – to lay down the law that I, it's over. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm kind of bored with all the um, 
the campaign stuff in general, but I enjoyed the scene. I like the inti uh, intensity between Tate and Ghost, um, the kind of back and forth, the uh, ghosts, not ghosts, uh, Tate making the threats, Tate calling them out as Ghost, and then Ghost hitting them with the logic like, if you, if I really am the person that you think I am, which is a line they, uh, I'm not saying Breaking Bad invented this, but Breaking Bad, they had a very similar um, thing where, I don't want to ruin it for you because you, you haven't watched Breaking Bad. Uh, you can go ahead and say but, it. Like, uh, I've, I've, without yeah. giving away the characters, you know, once, of course, the dude is uh, the char the main character. He like a big crystal meth drug pen. But somebody close to him finds out that he could possibly be the drug pen. And um, he has someone a very similar line. Like, if I really am the person you think I am, then you it's best that you back off and chill out. Because if I am that person, you know what that person is capable of. And it's not going to end up being good for you. Um so I like I like the intensity. I like the back and forth. I like that Tate isn't backing down. Um and I guess he's just another person they can add to the list out to get ghosts and could be a possible person that puts either ghosts behind behind bars forever or puts a bullet in ghosts back. And we know that he can shoot. So that 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 just really opened all that up for me. And I like the acting. I think it was pretty good. I think Lorenz Tate and um Amar Howard did a decent job with their little back and forth. Yeah. I, I like that he 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 dug back and pulled out his old dog, uh, you know, this, the trash talk with the scrunch, the scrunch face, and Ghost played it cool, and was just like, all right, you know, you, you're talking, you know, but if I'm really this dude, like, you, you'd already be dead, and if I were, you know, you'd never see it coming. Like right. he was, it was, it was real smooth. Um, but yeah, Tate and uh, this, this scrunchy face, mm -hmm. Ghost tells him, get out of my place for business. Um, and then insult the injury with that line. What's that? Hits him with that line. You'll read about my my next move in tomorrow's paper, right? And then they follow that right back up with Ramona finally telling Tate, "Yo, uh, it was nice working with you, but I'm uh have a you know, because he he comes in thinking, oh, we got a ah, strategic plan. I got an idea what to do next. And she's like, Nah, bro, I don't work with you no more. Um, I've moved on to a bigger and better job." And then she follows up with the exact same line that she hits, um, Ghost hit him with, is you can read about the big move in the paper tomorrow. So kind of confirming. Now, she doesn't know that Ghost did the same thing to him, but and Tate, Tate has to figure out that they both can't be hitting the same move on me unless it's Ghost being the lieutenant governor. Or did she tell him? Did she tell him? Shit, I don't remember. Nah, she tells him. She tells him. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and then and then she hits him with the line that I he hit her with, "You're lost, boo." Yeah. And Tate is left with the with the I ate ass face. Yep. Just dumb look. But uh, yeah, he's he's gonna go down swinging. Yeah. I'm curious to see what he got up uh, his sleeve. Now he does. Yeah, he he's the 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 episode of Scorched Earth, and he's probably gonna drop that that napalm. It's just like, all right, I'm burning. Everybody, he's probably wouldn't shock me if he threw Tasha under the bus. That uh, you know he he helped her get that the daycare business mm -hmm. under the yeah the daycare under the books under the table. Uh, but it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, so we get the 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 Elliot the Benson and Stabler of power hooking <laughs> back up. Uh, Super cop. Right, soup sacks and uh, Blanca, because um, Blanca's kind of coming around to like, yo, you're grimy, but 
I believe you. Like these guys are pretty terrible, and I need your help. Right. Um, not only are you have you been dealing with these guys for so long, you're the only one that survived. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they they go through and they 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 get their pieces together, and they come up with the idea to to hit up Tasha mm-hmm. because rightfully, um, not that she's not capable of holding it down. But of the three, she's the weakest link because Tariq is handcuffed to her. And um, it's pretty much the same play that they got Keisha with. Yeah. We'll, if, you know, obviously, she didn't crumble as hard as, as fast as Keisha did. But if we press her hard enough and, and threaten to take Tariq away, um, I guess maybe we can take the other girl away if we can find her. But she's probably better off with the grandma. They probably don't even know they got uh, a second child. Right. Nobody else don't know. <laughs> So that leads to Tasha giving the oddest of specific info. Hey, to me, I know they're trying to flip her, but come on now. You can't tell me all that much detail about where the body possibly is and me not. I got to get something on paper, man. As a cop, I got to get something on paper more than just a hunch that we will happen to find this body here. It's just too convenient. And then... I mean, I know Ghost killed him hastily, but I can't see Ghost just leaving his body in a carport at the airport just to be sitting there for the rest of forever. Ghost ain't that sloppy. Ghost not going to just leave a body, even if he did. Like, I can see him killing somebody just in a fit of passion like he did because he just saw uh, Silva and Tasha hooking up. But I can't see him making a rookie mistake and just leaving the body somewhere, Um, even though clearly it's been sitting there for months and nobody has found it. It's, it's, that's definitely been that was that was the weirdest thing um, on top of the fact that like again her her acting when they were like we're actually here about Lakeisha Grant and then she switches up to oh I'm so devastated right yes, won't you come in um, but yeah like it's been what a month or two if not honestly I longer I cannot figure out the timeline on the show anymore. Cause I feel like some stuff nope. should be taking days, but it takes like hours, and I, I don't know. But it, it it's had to be a couple of months, if nothing else, because there was a lot of dust on the car. Um, and I mean his body wasn't like a skeleton, but it was kind of decomposed because it smelled really horrible. But that happened like a week, so it's been a little yeah, bit of time. We, yeah, we we get the um, this was probably like one of the best shot parts of the episode where. Um, Sax pretty much tells her like after everything he's done for you or to you yeah. you're still covering for him um, and we get the, the flashbacks and all that which was a nice touch uh, but the, at the same time he doesn't he doesn't quite realize that like it's not necessarily that she was covering for him she was covering for herself because she's still <laughs> complicit in most of this yeah so it's like you know it was a, it was a nice move on on Sax's part but just just the weird re- reveal that she just willingly says he killed Terry Silver and like no no emotion on her face whatsoever and very little prompting um, so it, it, like it, at all it don't fall in line. I mean I know she mad at ghosts but it don't fall in line with the character or what the character has done over the course of a of a series so for her yeah. all of a sudden to just like she's literally done everything to keep ghosts out of jail um, lied, all lied, set people up, done everything, and for her just to give them up that easy, um, 
when they really have no real evidence. Oh, I mean, all they threatened her was, we'll look more into Ray Ray's murder. And at this point, the only witness that could corroborate, everybody's dead when it comes to Ray Ray. Keisha's dead. Uh, Kanan is dead. Uh, I don't think they could really tie Tariq back to this murder. So for her to cave that easily, it just kind of made me like, this is not within the character of what this character has been for five or six years. And you can't just pull no switch like that after you build up what a person is for, you know, six years. So I didn't like it. And and that that calls back into what we both talked about earlier where it it ran into that that game of thrones problem where a lot of the characters started making these moves that were just like who is this person and it's just like okay you're showing us that you didn't prepare for the the rush for time um and it's it's like it's like when you write an essay and time's running out and it's like okay i just got to get to a conclusion I just need to hurry up and make a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we get the reveal that it was silver, and that disappointed me. I needed them to get to their to that that car. I needed that trunk to be, be empty. <laughs> I still needed my theory to be alive. No, that man's um, dead. He dead is D E D dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sax grabs a phone. Yep. And my first thought was like, why is he being shady like this? But I was like, oh, he's already been fired, and he's already projected to be going to jail. So at this point, he has nothing to lose. So. Do you, Sax? Um, but here's the thing that I thought was I couldn't figure out. Uh, honestly, he didn't. I'm guessing if Ghost did this, if he did this, if he did what? I mean, as in kill Sax? As as if if he? And I know he. I know he. We obviously know I he mean, killed Silver, but like, like the fact that it was so weird that she gave the specific coordinates of where to find you know the body, or whatever. It made me think she knew. Damn. Um, Oh, maybe like, you think maybe what made it happen is that, and maybe they reveal this later is that. Let's say Ghost did just choke him out, right? Your theory that Ghost didn't kill him. Ghost was trying to choke him out, left him somewhere, and then maybe he came back to Tasha later on, upset because Ghost choked him out, and like now I'm about to snitch on all of y'all, and then maybe Tasha killed him, because she was super possible. specific about where he put that body, or does Ghost just yeah. have a museum of dead cars that he's put in? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, wow, yeah, how did she that, know so much? Right, and the weird thing about that is, like, that that seems weird that Ghost would just leave that body there. Yeah. Like, Ghost is too clean. Like, if he's getting rid of a body, it's it disappears. Right. So, so it's like, for him to just leave that body there for how many, however many weeks it's been, or months, and never coming back to get rid of that car and that body, is just, it, that just seems like, if this all does fall back on Ghost being sloppy, that's just complete lazy writing. Um, but my my weird thing is like, what's going? What's with that phone? Is that Silver's phone, or is that someone else's phone? See, I think it's Silver's phone, and then they're gonna try to plant it to tie Ghost to Silver's body, which I still think right. that might be kind of a reach, because just because you got somebody's cell phone don't mean you killed them. Exactly. But at the same time, it makes me feel like. If he runs up on him in that parking lot, I feel like his phone should be on him. Remember? Because he, he ran up on, on Silver walking back to his car. Whose car was Sachs that? Sax found the... I think that was his car. That's Silver's car, Unless too? It was a, 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 maybe. So maybe Silver... Well, maybe... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were talking about the uh, the musicals and stuff like that, which okay. was them them throwing a nod at him being on Broadway. Oh, um, okay. But... But yeah, if he like, why why would you throw the body in the trunk and then throw the the phone up front? 
You know what I mean? So, like, I'm wondering if that was somebody else's phone that Silver had. Like, I at some point, I, I wanted to go back and watch. Um, that last episode, like, was it? Yeah. Like, did he, was that Tariq's phone? Was that somebody else's phone or what? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But, yeah. Interesting theory. Like you said, we got Dre in full panic mode going to Saks to, to try and get some kind of deal done. And uh, Sax says, look, you want to get rid of him? We can get rid of him this way. Go put this phone somewhere in this place. And uh, my thing was real quick. Um, Dre, like, Dre's trying to act like he was above planting the phone like it was bad to set somebody up for a crime. <laughs> like, right. like he was really having a crisis of conscience. Yeah. You know? Oh, my gosh. Ridiculous. That was the only thing I was like, That's, why is he so against it? So I would have thought he'd have like two sex. Okay, I'll plan it. Um, so then ultimately he does plan it. In, but if Ghost is staying in a hotel, what's the stuff from Ghost from checking out tomorrow? Like, I know he in there long term. They can leave tomorrow and they would have nothing on him. Oh, my God. It's just stupid. It's just, it just makes me so mad. But, yeah, he really does, like, pause. Like, you want me to plant this? He's like, and I don't know if, like, it, he really does take this weird pause, like, like that was the moment. Finally, Jiminy Cricket pops up on his shoulder and right. goes, "You know what? Snitching is bad." <laughs> but like, I'm thinking maybe he was afraid to like, "You want me to go to where he's oh, staying?" True, true. And this dude is Catch clearly me. out to kill me. He's yeah. out to get me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he, so. he completed his task. He hid the phone. And the weird thing was like he was lingering in there way too long. Like I was like, "Is this about to pee on his bed sheets? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> get out!" Like he's looking around and stuff. Like this is a nice hotel. Get out, dude. Mm-hmm. Get moving. Um, but the crazy thing was when he's asking him is like, "You want to frame him for for a murder that he didn't commit?" And the funny thing was, no, he actually he actually did do this murder. Yeah. Um, as and I far think Sax says that. Like, Sax says like your. I think Sax yeah, says that a guilty frame, something. I want to frame a guilty I man. I want to frame a guilty man. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was interesting, you know. For, <laughs> choice of phrase but yeah, yeah I mean um, just I, I mean just back to I think he's about to talk about the Tasha theory I mean just I, I hadn't even thinking about it until you brought that up but it's like Ghost never told her she just found out that Ghost killed Silver like I think what an episode ago or two episodes ago so for her to know where the body is un, like I said unless Ghost just got a slew of he just leaves bodies there all the time which would also make no sense how does she know I didn't even think about how does she know such specific details about what that car would be so mm, I, 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 I wonder what this one go with that yep. so right. that takes us into the final scene of the night yes go uh, drinking again father son showdown go drink a lot man yeah I, I told you man he's been drinking this whole season so <laughs> I'm gonna let you go first let me I'm trying to remember oh, the whole thing so he's drinking. Ghost is drinking once again. Tariq rolls up to return the hotel key. And basically, I guess, put his father in his place and let him know he's cutting ties with him. He won't be coming back to the hotel. Um, and he knows about what he did to his uh, mother. Um, so, I mean, it, it, get into a real heated debate. Uh, they talk about, Ghost talks about don't take this tone. Tariq's basically calling him selfish. Uh, everything you did was for yourself. Um, and then he, hit him, he hits him with the big line. I, something along you may have been the reason I'm born or something, uh, but you were never my father. Which to me, um, I still don't understand when this venom is coming from, from from Tariq. 
Like, I understand that, like, Ghost, to Tariq directly, what has Ghost really done to him directly? Okay, he cheated on his mother. I get it. No no person will be happy that the father cheated on the mother. But, like, outside of that, what has he done to this boy? I mean, other than, of course, doing something that, of course, anybody would do, he didn't tell his son that he was the biggest drug dealer in New York. But, like, who is going to tell their son that? So I, I just don't understand. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confused about this misplaced venom towards his father and where it comes from. What do you think about it? Man, watching this scene when it was finally over, it took me a while, but I am finally on the fuck Tariq train. <laughs> like, you know, I've said many a times that I am a Tariq apologist. This was it. This was the moment I, I turned my card in. This was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen this show do. Like, he's going so hard with no real, like, nothing. He's got nothing. Like, the whole, you know, everything you do is for you. You're so selfish. And, like, I hate that. Like, when, when I see it in the group me, it's like, I, I see that line three or four times. It's just like, what has he really done outside of, you know, outside of the whole Angela thing everything else he has done has been legitimately for his kids to get his kids a better life mm -hmm. and he Tariq makes the line like well Ghost makes like with that like this is the best you can do like with your intelligence with all you have this is the best you can do to which Tariq goes it's the best you could do and it's like it's not the same like he's he's clearly trying to atone for the mistake he made. He had the opportunity to go to choke like you did. He chose not to to run the streets with Tommy. He's clearly trying to show you that this that he made a mistake, and for you to still be going this hard like it it makes no sense. Like his argument is rooted in nonsense. Yeah. Like he's li he's literally li like he's literally living backwards. Like he's literally that 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 kid from the suburbs who wants to be so who wants to be hood so bad they're willing to throw away everything they have to just to play the game, you know what I mean? Like that's why like for the longest time I was like I don't understand the extreme ghost hate. Mm -hmm. Like I understand you know hating him for stepping out on on uh on his wife and his family, but. Outside of that, which he, I feel like he's he's caught enough heat for that. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, he's somewhat he's semi-atone, but like all everything he does, he is trying to do for his family to make make their lives better, to clean up his idiot son's mistakes. Yeah. So it's like for him to spit that, like you said, that much venom. It's like this is ridiculous. Like you don't have any foothold with this. Mm -hmm. Like your argument has you have no foothold on this. And like for him to be going that hard, like you've never done anything for me, you've never been a father to me, and it's like that—that's just plain not true, right? Like even when you were a you know a knuckleheaded kid who barely had any lines, you you know he was still a good father to you. When you were an idiot teenager, and you still are, but when you became an idiot you know teenager, he was still a father to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that the the speech it was probably like his best acting to date but his argument was was bs he had nothing like his argument made no sense whatsoever 
and I it just I just couldn't understand it. Like, and it, it was finally the final straw for me. It was just like, this is stupid. Like, this is bad. Like, you you've you can he was already like a bad character written. Like he was already a badly written character. He's officially like damaged. Like his character is complete like just horrible at this point. Like He's a ruined character. He has no idea, he has no reason to be this angry at, at his dad for wanting him to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's literally what this is about at this point. At this point, Tariq is only mad at his dad because he refused to. It's like being mad at your dad for not letting you play football because they're afraid of CTE, except for with drugs. Right. And it, I. This was the point where it's just like, okay, you've ruined a lot of these characters. Just like you said, like a bunch of these characters did things that their old selves wouldn't do. And Tariq is just a ruined character. And I, to the point where it's just like, if you want me to be on board for this, this next season, like you got to fix, you got to fix some of these characters. Because if they go in with their same motivations that they have right now, People are not gonna are not gonna stay on board because it's it's ridiculous, and that was like the the biggest kind of upset for me on the episode. Hey man, I agree. I agree fully. Just uh, a lot of a lot of missteps in this particular episode. Um, a lot of things I wouldn't expect any of the characters to do. They just kind of did out of nowhere, and I guess they wanted like falling out of this scorched earth policy where people were just or the title. Where everybody's just doing everything just to kill everybody or destroy everything. So I guess that works in that regard, but it just didn't make sense for what a lot of characters did. So I'm I'm curious to think where they're gonna go moving forward in this mid season finale. Which 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 would you think? What's your thoughts? So you got any predictions? They gotta do something um, big because they gotta justify yeah. this two months off. So Yeah. How do you think and... it works? Yeah, and uh, what I think after that it's five episodes, so those five, five episodes have to be big. Um, but I think just off of the you know on the next episode of Power, something goes wrong, something goes horribly wrong, um, and it looks like it looks like either Tasha and or Tariq are going are about to get busted. Um, obviously I you know they're gonna blame Ghost, but like. I feel like he's, I think at this point, I feel like he's done. And it's just like, look, man, I tried to warn y'all. And, but we'll see. Like, uh, at some point we have to get the, the conversation between uh, Ghost and Tommy, where they probably don't kill each other, initially, like right off the bat, because you know how they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see how next week goes down. What about you? Yeah, I don't have any good predictions right now, because I'm trying to, I, I try to look at the little, Next week on, I couldn't really get a lot out of it. I couldn't really glean what I think was going to happen. Like I said, it's clearly something goes bad because you see Tommy and Tasha. I, for one, I see them, them dressing all black. So they may be going to Keisha's funeral, actually. So that may be what that is. Um, but you see a lot of interaction. You see Tommy and Ghost have an interaction where, where Ghost is basically saying, you need me, I don't need you. And he walks away from them so they aren't killing each other. You see Tate has some plan for plan um, sorry, plan up his sleeve. So I'm curious to see where they go with it. I can't I can't think of anything right now um, that's going to block, like, that I can think, that can predict that's going to blow our mind. But something big has to happen in this particular episode. So it, it got to be like Ghost getting arrested because they find that, that phone 
or maybe they really gonna give us something big and a ghost in the Tommy does die and then we spend the next five episodes kind of dealing with the ramifications of that so I'm curious to see what happens same here well we'll definitely be here to review it one way or another indeed any uh, final thoughts or you want to shout out that snap not snapchat that twitter that instagram that soundcloud um, that wherever they can find you let them know all those places at uh off the clock pod o-f-f-t-h-a clock pod uh where can they find you sir anywhere you can find the p-o-p podcast i'm still holding that down actually uh after next week will be the last time I'm using the p-o-p and then i'm going to switch over to my <sighs> promised podcast that i'm coming up on my own but I'm going to switch at least, if nothing else, I'm going to switch all the names. I still might not have a podcast right. in January, but the names will be switched. Okay. Brand change. Yep. Got to do it. Got to do Rebranding. Got to do it. All right. Well. I, want, I don't want uh, no, any... the toxicity of Christy associated with this name anymore. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. He said it, Christy. I, I didn't. She don't watch Power, uh, so I, she ain't going to hear this. It's cool. <laughs> All right. Any, uh, any last words? Nah, man. Uh, to just wrap that up. Another, another, another good one, brother. So, uh, look forward to next week. Well, I'm saying I'm going off with uh, Death of the Three Keys. <laughs> and uh, we'll see y'all next time. All right. RPBG, though. <laughs>